モーニングプロジェクトプレゼンツ And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the award winning generic video game podcast. We are about to embark on a micro episode, episode 16 of GVGP, where once again you are joined by myself, Anthony, alongside gaming's most sought after E3 insider, Molly. Yeah, this is going to be a short show because I have better things to get back to, aka playing Overwatch all night long until I <laughs> fall asleep with the controller. So I have to get back to playing that game. So I can't talk about games because I have to go play that game. Can't believe you started off with Overwatch. I did have an Overwatch note within my notes. I had no idea we'd start. My entire that early. life is Overwatch right now. That's all I can. <laughs> it's so funny because somebody said somewhere in the message forum, they're like, when I'm not playing Overwatch, I'm thinking about Overwatch. And I'm doing cr- that thing right now, and it's so weird, but I'm doing it. I have to tell you, it's crazy. Not only you've said that now, someone else you've you've known has said it. I've even had those feelings in recent days, and it's crazy because that's a feeling I haven't had. In the last decade, I've maybe, maybe have had it you know, two or three times at most within gaming. That's a feeling I used to get a lot more young, when I was younger growing up and would rent video games and you know, would only think about video games day in and day out. But Overwatch has really brought that aspect back out of me, and it's, it's kind of shocking. It's, I'm, it's so crazy. Like, so it's funny because, I mean, like two months before this game came out, I didn't care at all. I had no right. interest in it. I had no reason to, I thought, to care. I'm like Battleborn, Overwatch, it's the same game, but which one's which and stuff. And it's so crazy, like how big this game has become and just how much already. I mean, because the thing I was, it's funny because I was at PAX um, East and I was talking to one of the people on the Blizzard dev team and I was telling him like, you know, your game's going to be something when people are cosplaying your characters before your game is even out, you know? Like before people have even played those characters, they're already cosplaying them. And the thing that got me to care, and this is another sign of just where the crazy levels of popularity were going, is I. it was because of the fan art. And there was becoming just so much fan art out there, and it was so good, and you kept seeing these characters over and over, and you just started developing this weird relationship with them where you know them even though you don't know the game. So it was so just crazy how much of a community already existed before anybody had touched this game like even before the the full beta was you know i mean the beta was like in full swing um so i just like i've been shocked like how big it's become and it's already sold like seven or it's i think it's sold i don't know if it's sold or they've they've sent out there but it's like already like seven million copies the first week yeah, I think in beta they'd achieved over 9 or 9.2 yeah. million users. And then since release, which was around May 13th, if memory serves me correctly, they I know they have over 7 million users. And, and that was as of a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, I, my fear is that our pre-E3 2016 episode is going to turn into the Overwatch <laughs> micro episode. Um, I don't even really know where to begin with this because, as you know, uh, whether it be for your work or my personal habits of, of buying way too many games and adding to the pile of doom, 
you know, over it's it takes so much these days after playing games for over 30 years to really just catch my my attention like this where I want to go back and want to go back. And the the weird thing is is that like if I had to pitch Overwatch to someone and they're like, "Well, what does it bring to the table that hasn't been done before or what makes it so unique?" You know, there's really not much if anything that really hasn't been done before. Oh yeah. But the thing is is that it brings it all together and makes it work. Plus, it's an online-only game. You can do some single-player aspects against AI or practice, but for the actual core game itself and playing and being competitive, it's all online. Uh, there's no monthly charge. Uh, it's not free to play. That's part of the reason why Blizzard charged uh, the full price for the game for users. 40 bucks on PC, 60 on console currently. Uh, add-on maps and characters are supposed to be free. That's part of the uh, the gamble, the the gimmick or gamble. But Blizzard has a proven track record. And God, there's so much I want to say about Overwatch. But I think one of the things I will get off my chest is that it's such an interesting like it's an FPS. It has great art direction. It has much influence. Uh, in the art department by the likes of everything from like a Pixar crossing with a touch of anime. Uh, it takes inspiration and influence from everything from once it, whether it be like a, a ghost in a shell, classic Pixar movies. Uh, I dare say even Capcom, uh, other blizzard titles, MOBA aspects. And the thing is, is if you look at the character select screen and once you get going, I mean, it's almost kind of reminiscent of a fighting game. I was gonna just—I was just gonna say, like, the easiest way I would explain this game when you're talking about like how it doesn't really bring a lot to the table is I would just say, you know what? It's Team Fortress mixed with Street Fighter. Right, and it sounds like the weirdest or potentially worst combination of all time. And like when you play this game, you you ask yourself, why hasn't this been done before? But I guess that's what makes it, you know, that's it's just one of those things. They're doing it now, and it hasn't really been done before, and it's working, and, and it's great. I mean, well, look, uh, yeah, you go no, first. No, wait, wait, wait. I was going to say, look, uh, the towel has not been thrown in on Street Fighter Five with me. No, I'm actually, no. I'm actually very excited. I, I love the look of Ibuki. Yeah, I see uh, why. I, my, I, I believe a lot of great stuff coming. I know I kind of threw some punches at Street Fighter for being incomplete upon launch, but the stuff that's coming along is fantastic. And story mode looks really, really good, actually. Like, yeah. It looks actually like I want to play that and find out what happens. Right. Now, the, the thing is, right now, June of 2016, before we get into the, the latter parts of the summer and Street Fighter becomes more complete, as of right now in June, if you told me I'd be playing Overwatch more than Street Fighter Five. <laughs> I'd say you were absolutely crazy and on drugs. Yeah, and and so okay, I'll get to that first, and I'll go back to thought I was going to have. Um, I was going to say because it's like I tend to go for kind of smaller games usually, and then there might be a few big games in a year that I that I do care about. But it's been for me a crazy, crazy year because we had Street Fighter Five, which. Overwatch has legitimately, and, it, and this is bad because I need to train for E3 because I'm in a tournament <laughs> there, um, but Overwatch has like hurt my Street Fighter V playing absolutely. <laughs> um, we had The Division, which I know is, is kind of uh, not controversial, but like people are very like love-hate with that game. Right. I really like what it's doing, and I've had a lot of fun with it. We had Dark Souls 3, which is just fantastic. 
And now we've had Overwatch. So I've had four big games I've cared about already this year. And that is just unbelievable to me that I've had that much stuff to care about. And and right. I'm legitimately in a place where like I have too many really good games to play right now. The oh shoot, I'm I'm losing my train of thought. Well, let me say this before that comes back to me. You know, we're only at the halfway point on the year simultaneously. I can't believe half the year is down. Yeah, but you're right. You just named four aces six months in. That's before we get into the fall and fourth quarter. But um, the yeah, I, I just Overwatch has been uh, such a surprise. And are you? While I buy myself time here for ten seconds, as this is a short show and I can't eat up too much, are you doing any Overwatch tournaments at E three? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know that there are, and I'm. I'm really curious to see how ranked mode comes out. Um, yeah, you because know, that's one of the big things. It's it's funny because Street Fighter Five came out and was missing stuff, and obviously Overwatch isn't missing as much. But you do kind of feel like there should be a lot more there than there is. So there is right. some kind of Street Fighter Five similarity. But so the big thing it's missing is ranked mode. And so I'm really curious to see how I can do once that comes out. Um, but it's also funny to like go online and watch videos and you can just see like the the skill level difference between PC players and console players just because of their uh, means of control. Right. Like I'm a console person, you know, do or die, but you can definitely tell that things get deeper um, when you're on the PC side with the mouse and keyboard. Right. Uh, I was going to say, though, um, it's it's interesting because I think this is what Blizzard's first game in like 19 years, like their first original game. Or new new franchise. Yeah, new yeah franchise that's probably like accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think a little bit back to um, Evolve when that came out. That was first quarter 2015, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that was an online only game as well. Had kind I mean, it wasn't obviously the same game, but it was a first person shooter. It was very team based. Um, I think you were the medic on that one, weren't you, in your review or yeah, something? Yeah, I was a medic in that one too. Yeah. Uh, there were, you know, set characters that played roles. But <clears throat> I think if you look at just the level of polish between those two games, and, and I think of Blizzard a lot like I think of like a Nintendo. Yeah. Where <clears throat> they spend a lot of time working on their game, and then when it comes out, you feel that effort. You know, you right. feel that care. Like, even even if you think Overwatch doesn't have enough to it, or it, it could do things differently, or, or whatever, like, every little thing in that game feels like a lot of work went into it. Even, even like, the way when you're playing, um, your char- your other teammates will automatically, like, their characters will respond to things going on. Like, I'd, you know, you notice this, for example, like, characters will say, hey, there's somebody behind you. And that's not that player saying that. It's the character, like, automatically doing that. Sure, there's certain heads up or green lights, yeah. so to speak, by certain sayings or uh, quotes that they say, and you and it becomes instinct as to what's going on yeah. without even and seeing it. And then, like, the, the sounds, different sounds they use, like, right. certain footsteps and everything. And then like the little conversations that go on and right. the, the training the training mode, which I just think is really cool that they get offers you these all these little opportunities to like try your character out. And then the fact that you can go back and any you can any time in a game you can switch characters. And there's like just all these little things they put into it that I think have this real, you know, shine of polish to them that, that has helped this game 
find a following like so quickly. It's it's ease and simplicity. Yeah. It's once again, it's not doing anything that hasn't been done before, but it's doing everything polished and with ease. Uh, also, the point I was going to make earlier, which I thought upon getting the game, was this. And you tell me if I'm crazy or way off base. If you know the Japanese for years have been having trouble. I don't know if it's so much understanding the West or maybe just not wanting to partake in what's hot in the West, whether it be due to the the big budget atmosphere, the Hollywood style production, a lot of Japanese talent either retiring, moving on, or even passing away. Take your pick. And Japan has kind of centered back into its own niche uh, within itself culturally, and you still get great games every now and then. But if if the Japanese either took the time to truly understand what the West wants and to create a franchise that would be a hit here, but infused their own like that, their art and charm of characters like from Japanese gaming's heyday of the eighties and nineties. Don't you feel like Overwatch is that game that like looks like it's so Asian influenced or Japanese? Almost like if if you took the talent of Capcom from the nineties and you somehow transported them today with that same passion and you know unlimited budget and time, th- doesn't it seem like something that would have come from them? Yeah, and, but it didn't. And it's funny that you say that too because you know you think I was thinking this recently is. Um, Another thing that's released and I haven't played it, but I know people have loved it is is Doom. Yeah, and like that game feels so Western. Like you look at that and like this is a Western developed game, right? And then you look at you look at Overwatch and I can kind of see what you're saying. I can kind of feel that like yeah, this is almost kind of Japanese in in some ways in terms of the the style and design and and the way the characters are made and the the simplicity to certain things. So yeah, I I I yeah. know what you're saying. I told someone in private, I said, if I was like an insider and I said, and let's say I had secret footage of Overwatch for like five or ten minutes and there was no logos on it or anything and I showed it to someone and I said, hey, Capcom has been working on this since the last five to six years. They've been studying Western gaming and they finally came up with a concept that they feel is going to work here. If I showed that to someone and said it was in development by Capcom and they were going to take a chance over here, I don't think anyone would argue it. Yeah. I mean, other than the point that I don't know if Capcom can make a game like this at this no, point. Uh, no, and that's not what I'm saying. No, sadly. no, yeah, right. But it's it's that weird. It's that weird kind of mix. Yeah. It's a weird hybrid in 2016. But it's you know it's it's by Blizzard. But you know what? You and, could, you know, you could, I, th- I think you could also say like I could have seen if if their fate had been different. Like this could have been a Konami game as well, in some ways. <laughs> You know, if they if they hadn't turned right. what they're they are now or Right. There's a few of the companies where I can say like, Yeah, I can kind of I mean not not even the same thing, but you look at a game like Platinum's Anarchy Reigns. Yeah, in a there's, yeah, I know what you mean. There's a few things in yeah. that where you can kind of feel that just overall, like at the core, there's there's some just emotional and mental similarities between the two. Don't you feel when you look at the characters I know I've been mentioning Capcom a lot, but right off the top of my head, there's everything from Ghost in a Shell, Pixar, Street Fighter, Jet Set. Uh, I mean, do you feel the same way? Like every character, you can pick something out and relate it to somewhere else. Oh yeah, no, I mean like Jet Set is like, I mean clearly like like Lucio, like that's what I feel like. It's crazy, him. and then like I mean, Diva is even though it's it's so funny that the most Japanese character in that game, like I think even more than like the robot ninja or the regular ninja, you know, the samurai, 
Yeah, like, it kind of looks like Hakumin yeah. or the one from uh, that free-to-play PS4 game. But I, I feel like the, the most name. Japanese character in that game is the girl who is actually South Korean, and that kind of cracks me up. You know, Diva. Oh yes, the, girl in the giant robot suit. Well, well, you just hit on another point. There's also certainly the Korean, the South Korean MMORPG influence as well with some of the art and design yeah. or whatever. It's it's. I mean, really, it's nuts. But it's so funny too because like you look at a game. Like Battleborn, which I don't know how familiar you you are with that. I know just a little. I know a little bit. I know it's not a bad game. All I know is is that their timing was horrible. Timing was horrible, but also like you look at those characters, and in theory, they're they're not any different than what Overwatch has character wise. But just there's something that you can tell deep inside when you look at both casts that something is missing from the Battleborn side of things. And you kind of mentioned it before talking about Pixar. It's like, and this has kind of gone away a little bit, unfortunately, but it used to be like if you looked at CG movies, you could have other companies who were getting close to the level of tech that Pixar was doing, but there was always something wrong. It's like they their characters didn't look right, you know? Right. There was, some, there was that extra something that Pixar put into their characters that made them special that was missing from like those other games. And I think you compare, you know... Battleborn Overwatch, like Battleborn's just missing that where Capcom, I mean, where Overwatch has that certain spark in it. You know what? And I've only seen some key art for Battleborn and maybe a tiny bit of footage. So uh, this is me going off my brain and memory, so I could be way off. You know what some of the art direction in Battleborn reminds me of? Hmm. And I know, I don't, I believe you're not a big fan of this company, even though I kind of like them. It has more of a rare look. Yeah, it, that, no, absolutely. I, I know what you're saying, yes. There's kind of the difference right there. And I'm not knocking Rare because I'm not going to backpedal. I like Rare for the most part. But um, it's, it's this weird combination. Every, all the tri- all the AAA stuff we just named mm-hmm. on the Overwatch side is pretty much the distinct, the separation, like all that stuff, A+, and then you got Rare. Yeah, it's like... It's a big divide. It's just a really weird combination of the characters being like overly designed but also boring design right which is weird right yeah well i guess you know leading back into our e3 talk we're about close to 50 percent done with this micro episode (laughs) i I know i've just like used it all for overwatch talk (laughs) well since i the note i had for overwatch the joke i was going to make at the end of our show was after all of our e3 talk and speculation and hopes I was going to say, will anything beat Overwatch? <laughs> I, I legitimately think that's going to be uh, easily one of the contenders for Game of the Year. Right. Easily. I, I would say this at the very least, it, online Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, uh, two th- wait, two awards. That'll be shocking if it gets beat. Online Game of the Year and like design or ca- like art yeah. direction of the year. It's yeah. going to be an interesting year because like I said, like we've already had so many big heavy... And that's also forgetting... You know, like I said, Doom is out there, which is is fantastic. Uh, right. Um, Uncharted Four is out there, which is supposed to be pretty fantastic. So it's it's been a great year so far for games. And the question now is, what are we getting at E three? Like, are are we going to be excited or or not? Well, just to uh, go by some numbers here, uh, we're recording this the Friday on the. Uh, Double Eve of E3 officially starts June 14th to the 16th, once again at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Uh, Once again this year, things will get kicked off on Sunday for those who want to stream at home. 
And I believe Sunday, going off memory, I believe is EA and then Bethesda. I, I can't then, I can't say what they are, but there's actually some Saturday stuff too. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, okay, so wait, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to get you to say. Okay, so, X, so y, or what? what okay, is, or like surprise? No, 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 no. I mean, in terms of like appointments that we press can go to, because oh, I mean, really? what it used to be, it used to in this. I mean, when I say used to be, this is like maybe like three, four years ago. Um, it used to be hard and fast that Monday was the first day, and that was right. that was that was press conference day. Right. That's what it was, you know, that's what it was reserved for. That's what happened. You went to press conferences and you didn't do anything else on Monday except maybe like a, after Sony's press conference there might be stuff going on. Um, and then there started being like, well, just to get some things out of the way, would you want to come see us on Sunday? You know, mm-hmm. and then last year, Bethesda decided to have their press, or have a press conference period and have it on Sunday. Right, and now this year EA is doing wacky stuff, and they're having a press conference on Sunday, and some other companies are doing pre E three stuff on Sunday that we can go to, like enough that we've had like double bookings for some stuff. I know what this is. It's all because of the rebirth of SNK. Yeah, yes, yes, gigantic <laughs> SNK thing. They're making a new Neo Geo. It's coming out. Um, well, I'm looking at the uh, list right here. So EA kicks off at 12:30 Pacific on Sunday. I are you sure about that? I'm looking. Uh, my source is uh, IGN.com. Okay, that, that might, be, might be the pre-show then, because I think it officially it starts. is. Okay, it, yeah. I think you're right. right. I think you're right. Uh, oh, conference time. Excuse me. Official conference time is one o'clock yep. Pacific. Yeah. Yep. Now, my thing here is, I would love to get my jabs in and make fun of EA, but now that I think about it, I'm going to assume. Two of their big things will be Titanfall two and Ma- the new Mass Effect. Um, well, they have new Mass Effect. Uh, Titanfall two, obviously, Battlefield one is gigantic. Oh, that's right for them. Uh, sports stuff is always gonna be big. Yeah, Madden. We've got. This. I mean, we've got two in development Star Wars games. So I think the first of those two we might see, or it might they might just dedicate it to showing off like. The Star Wars Battlefront expansion stuff. You know what I'm surprised with all of the remasters and remakes that have been taking place? It's kind of curious as to why they haven't redone Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, there's that one. Um, I mean, obviously you mentioned Mass Effect. I think Mass Effect's a big one too. Is like, why did we get no Mass Effect remaster? Um also, if we're going real old school with all the digital downloads, and we've seen some obscure stuff like Super Star Wars hitting PlayStation in recent months, I don't know why anyone hasn't taken the time to bring back like X-Wing and TIE Fighter from the PC days for download. Yeah, there's like I think it's it's interesting because um, there's like you would think because of just this gigantic Star Wars resurgence that's going on, right? They'd be doing that, but I wonder if because of that, it's making it harder to re to bring these games back, like the licensing rights, right? Maybe you know, like Lucasfilm is being tougher, but now that there's no Disney Interactive, maybe that'll be easier to get through. I don't know. Mm, mm. Yeah, good point. Now we got Bethesda. Uh, taking what looks like similar spot in time on Sunday as they did last year at 7 o'clock Pacific. That's a big question mark for me, like what they're going to show. Well, Fallout is done. Now, when I say done, I mean like their big sequel, Fallout 4, came out, you know, uh, end of 2015. 
you're going to have to I'm not cheating looking on Google right now. What uh What do you think their big one's going to be? I mean the the rumors are like are we getting a Skyrim remaster? Oh, that's right. You know, and I don't know that they would I mean they would, I think they'd have to, but like there's been talk of Evil Within 2. Oh. So that would be something they would show. <laughs> yeah, I Let's hope they don't bring that one boss back from early in the game, the yeah. quitting, uh, the one we were almost throwing the towel. Yeah. That but that game sold pretty well, if I remember it didn't correctly. Do bad. It didn't do bad. It did pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, That was a weird interview when I interviewed Mikami for, over that. Uh, but no, like, it's funny because last year made sense as to why Bethesda was doing a, a press conference. Because they had Fallout Four, you know, and that yeah, was and they had, and they showed they showed Doom, and then they showed Fallout yeah. Four. Yeah, it was huge. So it almost, but I almost wondered. Now they're like, well, we did one last year. We have to do one this year. So last year's was weird because we didn't know why they were having a press conference. <clears throat> this one's weird because we don't know if they have big things for a press conference. And when your first press conference is is announcing that Fallout Four exists and it's coming in like six months, like how do you follow that up? But, right. I mean, that's gonna be a question that we're gonna get to in one of the upcoming press conferences. Is like, how do you follow up what happened last year? Hmm. I wonder. You know, since Doom came out, not to preach sequelitis, do you think they might do another Wolfenstein? I was, say, I was just gonna the, say, yeah, Wolfenstein can be a possibility too. Yeah, because they actually that one. They I have to admit they really saved the series with that last one. Yeah. But. Uh, Moving this along is not to take up too much time. We got the first big boy, Microsoft, coming up at 9 Pacific on Monday the 13th. Um, it seems like, not to skip around, but um, it must be noted that Sony officially acknowledged the PlayStation Neo today, but says it will not be officially shown at E3. Do you think that was a chess maneuver, maybe learning maybe Microsoft wasn't going to show something or, cert, you know, so they pulled their card back? Like maybe it was one of those things if they had known Microsoft was going to show something else, Sony would have it ready, but maybe they feel they don't need it now? My thought is Sony was never going to show. And they probably wouldn't have even said they, they said unless all the rumors had come out. I think Microsoft is going to show. You think Sony was kind of bluffing to see what hand Microsoft kind of showed? Well, no, no, no. I, I, th- I think Sony never had a plan to show anything at E3. Like they mm-hmm. were never going to do that. I think the only reason why they said what they said is because so many rumors came out. They want people to go into their press conference not expecting that because I think if they don't say that, they'll be let down. Then they'll yeah, people will be like, you know, well, where was their big product? I mean, you see that all the time with like Apple. Apple has that problem where. The rumors will be out there about new products and everything, and then it gets like hyped and hyped and hyped, and then the the show comes around and they have the show, and then that product isn't there, right? And there's like this big letdown of expectations. But weirdly, I think I think Microsoft is going to show because I don't think it benefits Sony at all to say anything at this point or to show anything. <sighs> Because they when you s- they want to sell PS4s. When you say Microsoft will show, are you saying just Slim slash maybe 4K, or are you thinking Slim and Scorpio, or just Scorpio? I'm, I'm thinking Scorpio. I'm thinking like I mean I think wow. we'll have a Slim, but I think they'll also show, or they'll at you least th- put the put the groundwork for for Scorpio showing it off. The reason- how do you think? Go ahead. How do you think they're going to get away with potentially both in the same show? Well, I think the thing is. You know, Sony's beating them 
two to one in sales. Right. And that's right. a gigantic margin that's, that Xbox should not be losing by. Um, you just saw the announcement where they're like, uh, Windows 10 gaming market is is a disappointment. Xbox is a disappointment. And even they, they even said Minecraft is, is a disappointment at this point. Yeah, and I don't know how you can drop I don't know how you say that. But leave it up to Microsoft. Yes. But so I think Microsoft's in a position where they need something to get the spark back on the Xbox platform. Because unfortunately, right now, just status quo will not do anything for them. And they are losing ground because, you know, I mean, they've got, if you like Xbox games, they've got good games. But. You see, like, the excitement that was around, like, Sony's press conference last year in terms of, like, the big games that were announced and stuff. And you feel like, I don't know, like, Xbox games feel like you know what's going to come. Except for that one or two rare things, like Sea of Thieves or ReCore or whatever. It's like, yep, okay, it's another Gears of War, you know, <laughs> and it's another Forza. Right. And then next year, it'll probably be another Halo, you know. Um, so I think just doing the norm right now does nothing for Xbox to get it any ground. So I think my opinion is, unlike Sony, who doesn't want to potentially sabotage their sales. Right. Why ruin a good thing they got going right now? I think Microsoft might be willing to do some sabotaging to get excitement back in the Xbox market. And if they if they have if they have this lead time, they know now know Sony says, hey, we're not going to announce anything for a while. They've got that time to really hype up a new Xbox. So I don't know. Like, mm. I feel like they could use that that chance to get excitement out there again for Xbox and hope hope that they can get in people's minds that you know when you're going to get that new upgraded console, the Xbox is the one you should go for. A lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda, if maybe. But if the rumors are true, and if Microsoft puts out something within, the, let's say, the next year or so, the Scorpio, which is potentially four times the power of the first iteration of Xbox One, do you think that spells doom and gloom for that version of the system? I mean, Microsoft is, you know, they, they really haven't had many qualms in the past of dropping a product overnight. The one I will give them credit for that they really haven't done with that with is the 360. That one they gave a pretty lengthy life as it was rather successful, whereas right. I felt like the original Xbox was literally dropped overnight. Oh, yeah. No, and, I mean, you got other products, too. Like, do you remember their Kin, that really weird, like, mobile communicator they had? Like, they dropped that. And I think they're dropping, like, aren't they dropping Windows Phone at this point now? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, and they dropped... Didn't the- they also... The Zune, is Zune, that right? yep. They killed that. Yep. They killed games for Windows. So they seem pretty okay with, like, do- slash and burn on some of this stuff. Do you think they would be that harsh with the mm. Xbox One? No, because I mean, I think the Xbox One, the thing with that is, is, you know, if they're going the Sony route, this is an upgraded console, not a new console. Hmm. So you can still make games play on both. So there's no- Now here's the deal. Four times the amount is a lot, in my opinion. I mean, does that mean developers just use, like, use that leverage for better frame rate and stuff like was speculated with PlayStation's Neo? Or it's like, I mean, four times is, I mean, look, games these days are have achieved just about photorealism, and it's not just about graphics anymore, because we know how that is. I mean, we can see what they can do right now. But, 
Or does a developer just go nuts and try to really take advantage of all that? And then you're kind of like, well, hell, I mean, this is substantially better than what I've got right now. I mean, doesn't that potentially create a rift? Well, it's interesting because typically the problem that you have system to system is you're you're always like, okay, the next system's going to have, you know, 1080p, 60 frames a second. Right. And that never comes because with that new power, they then push the graphics farther. You know, and right. they get back into a point where now they're pushing in things so far, they don't have the frame rate there. They don't have the resolution there. I think what's interesting at this point is you're going to have to have games that can still play on the old hardware. Mm. So because of that, there's a certain limit to how far you can go. I actually, like, having no technical knowledge of this, I would feel like Microsoft's in the better position because if all their development is more Windows-based, then you're looking at, like, the PC market where uh, or i'm sorry not, not right. development is windows based but like the actual like what runs the computer and like direct x and stuff like that um you know pc games are known for okay you have better hardware you get a better game you know you get better frame rate better resolution better textures better draw distance things like that they'll play more of that card maybe yeah i think you just go the pc route where it's like okay if you have the old xbox you have 720 maybe 30 frames a second not as far draw distance or the right. lower, lower textures you have the new one you have 1080 60 is the hope and i think that it's easier for them to achieve that because they still have to be careful about how far they push the graphics to make sure those games still work on the old hardware. That's a good point you bring up because I don't know if you read this, once again, rumor where part of the reason that Microsoft was pulling the trigger on something so powerful on a, quote, halfway upgrade was that they were sick of hearing about how some of the stuff ran smoother or slightly better on PS4 and there was all those side-by-side comparisons. So even if everyone doesn't fully take advantage of what's offered in their next upgrade, you know, whenever you see those online videos, you know what you're going to see. You're going to see like XB1 versus PS4 versus Scorpio and the Scorpios, you know, if this is all true, will always come out on top on those, you know, for quote, graphics horrors. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. It's going to be interesting because, I mean, like, if, if these were, well, I mean, you look at the past and being the highest technology platform has never guaranteed you a win. You know? It, yeah, it's weird. It, it all goes back to that game dev story game on uh, smartphones <laughs> where you pick Neo Geo or whatever because you know the hit or, you know, you feel you're going to kill everyone, but that game played out like history. But you're right. It, I mean, the, I mean, like, even, biggest... even as far back as in the NES, like, the Master System was a better hardware. Right. NES still won. Uh, next Generation, I mean, the Super Nintendo wasn't necessarily the best hardware, but that was still a pretty close battle or win or loss, depending on what country you were in. Right. Um, the PS1, I mean, that's a weird one to argue because I I never liked the N64 in terms of, like, what it was doing with its hardware. So the PS1 was kind of the, well, it was definitely the easier to develop console. Um, well, that's true, yeah, and that's a good point. N64 yeah. was 64-bit. It had better, you know, uh, it used, like, a lot of fogging and smoothing of the textures, so that was give and take. But you're right. PlayStation was 32-bit. It did have the CD-ROM, but on paper it didn't have as, you know, certain strengths that the 64 had. Yeah, and then, I mean, the PS2 was definitely not the most powerful hardware that generation. Uh, Xbox 360... I mean, no, no, I'm sorry, not even that. Wii. The Wii was like... Uh, yeah, the, for the first few years, yeah, yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah, number-wise. Number, I mean, I think even still, like, number-wise, the Wii was definitely the winner of that generation. And then um, it's kind of, you know, this generation is kind of in PS4, but we're not at a generational jump. We're at a midpoint jump. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard to take away too much momentum from the PS4 side because this, this is not a, a, a slate being wiped. 
you know, like when people went from Xbox 360 to PS4, they could make that gigantic jump because everybody was making it and everybody was starting right. new. Like this isn't a start new. So I, I don't know. You've got so many people who are invested in their games and their consoles right now. That's the thing. And even at two to one, which is a big lead for Sony. So what are they at? About 40 million Sony right now, globally? I th- so, I think they just hit 40 if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Some, yeah, I think so. So let's give let's give Microsoft the benefit of the doubt and be nice to them. Let's say they've got 20 to 25-ish, you know, 20. That's still a lot. Like even though numbers-wise and for that company they're not doing good, that's a lot. That's a big consumer base. That's not like two or three million. That's not like a TurboGrafx or a 32X. Or, I mean, we're talking a few years in. That's a lot of people you still have to contend with. Right. But I guess the question becomes, is your goal to sell new hardware to the same people or to get new people to come over? And I, mm. I just don't. I don't have the confidence that a mid-generational upgrade can bring over that many people. Right. Because like I said, like, I mean, you know, I almost every one of my friends from back home were Xbox 360. And they all jumped to PS4. So at this point, what makes them jump back to Xbox One? They've, they've already got their PS4 games. They've got the PS4 friends. They've got, like, DLC and other purchases. Like, I don't see anything that like graphics aren't going to make my friends jump the hardest <laughs> no, I, the hardcore might <laughs> but it's not going to make most people do that jump you, you know it's insane uh molly is that we're talking about the 2016 e3 and i dare say microsoft are still feeling the repercussions of the 2013 e3 yep i mean is that crazy but i mean like i mean <sighs> It's interesting, like just how one screw up can do that, though. I can't believe it. It's been three years. I mean, look at look at look at Saturn's early launch and how much that hurt them because they pissed off every other retailer. But right, was it Kate? Was it? I think Toys it was get, Babbage's got Babbage's got it because I remember Babbage's. getting it in May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody but yeah. them, like pissed off, and so all those all those stores like put more weight behind the PS One. You know. Hmm. Well, outside, moving on from Microsoft here shortly, you know, just echoing what you said earlier in predictability, we do know Halo Wars 2 should be shown. They announced that last year, more to come for this holiday. Just earlier yesterday or today, you got Forza, I don't know what number they're on, another Forza's coming. Um, I mean, it's like, Jesus, how, how many, maybe it was Forza Horizon 3, because I saw 3, couldn't have been main canon Forza because yeah, I, I think they're on six there because so they're think, alternating it, years so yeah so it's got to be horizon year, yeah and then uh, you know we know we've got gears of war four in october um i don't know what i'm missing but you know it's it's your more not saying they're all bad but it's just more cookie cutter microsoft going through the motions there the problem i have uh, like okay what are they gonna have because like <sighs> there was a rumor uh, rumor again that there would uh, what was it capcom had oh, dead, last dead, year for dead sony rising, was or... oh i heard dead rising 4 but i think that might be multi i'll be surprised if it is but but there was a rumor that capcom would have an exclusive from microsoft this time whereas i think last time they had street fighter on sony well uh, that has to be dead, could you imagine that has to be dead rising you, okay wait <laughs> could you imagine if it's street fighter 5 championship <laughs> <edition>? <laughs> 
Oh man! It's like a big sabotage of Sony that. Like I mean, okay, like we know. Oh, we know it's not Resident Evil Seven. Is there any possible way Resident Evil Seven is Xbox only? Is there any possible way? (laughs) It can't be right because I I think Capcom. (laughs) I think Capcom can't do that. I mean, okay. How about this? I got my thinking cap on. It's got to be something that's a little more Western, even if it's not a Western game, right? And this would upset some people, but I don't think it would. It wouldn't be as big of as a, of an upset as Street Fighter going to Sony. What if it's? Here's going to be my pick. A new Dragon's Dogma. I don't think I'm able to care. I would. I don't think it. so. We. I, I don't, don't think so either. But but care. here's the thing. Isn't that a very Microsoft? Yeah, move? I can see that. Yeah. If it's Resident Evil, that would be No, you know, I mean no, it's, it's 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 Dead Rising. I mean there's no question it's Dead Rising. <laughs> there's no question it's Dead Rising. <laughs> okay, so now but, I mean like like seriously though, like what I don't know what Microsoft shows. Like and this is a problem I have every year. And every year like I'm kind of disappointed because <laughs> it's it's just like Yes, okay, Microsoft's going to have their core games over and over and over. Like, I think they've done a terrible job of building a – it's – it's um, what's the good wrestling equivalent? Is it, is it like TNA, you know? Oh, God. Where, like, oh God. They, they can maybe build one new character in a blue moon, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll always, like – otherwise, they have to bring stars from other – companies yeah, oh that's exactly yeah and you got you know the only thing with microsoft is you know they do pull that i'm not saying that trick in their bag makes a huge difference but they always do something to piss the hardcore fan base off or the japanese centric fan base where it's like do you know x y or z game is going to sony and then they just pull some weird card out and you're like how the hell did that wind up on xbox that's like like how how did that become like the japanese bullet hell shooter console yeah, with the xbox I, yeah. 360 that was so weird <laughs> Like, I, I mean, part, some of the attitude, st- like, it was Sony's attitude. Okay. I mean, if you think of it over the years, like, and it's so just ancient history now and is insignificant, but like, don't you remember, like, when they had the pseudo sequel to Panzer Dragoon? Yeah. Uh, they did uh, when Treasure brought their stuff to XBLA that I don't even, I never even saw the finished product, but you remember that Fire Pro Wrestling avatar based? Oh, God, that was horrible. I have that. It's uh, so I- bad. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like well, all, they pull... all the SNK fighters. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, they just do. I don't know if that's just to quote strengthen their portfolio or just like when you're looking at their list, it's like, oh, you know, this is on Xbox, even though it sells like four copies, right? But so I, you know, that's the, that's the danger. You never know what magical card they're going to take out of their bag, no, no matter how bad it pisses people off. But that's the danger card because you never know what Microsoft's going to pull there. You know what I mean? Yep. But um, I, we got Ubisoft technically uh, coming up later that day on Monday. Yeah, they're going to have like, the new Ghost Recon. Um, I don't know if they're going to have an Assassin's Creed. Like They're showing that yet. I don't. I didn't think they were going to do one this year, which I think was smart. Yeah, so I don't know. Like I don't have a lot of expectations. I don't know if it's just like showing off the games they already have but haven't launched yet. Like, you know, For Honor and that other kind of stuff. South Park. Is South Park Ubisoft? Oh, you know what? That's uh, yeah. I'll do a shout out. Neil is uh, excited for that. He actually had to remind some people online because they were talking about Ubisoft online and the, a lot of people seem to have forgotten about that even yeah. though that's a, that's a popular franchise. Yep. Um, now, 
Uh, and and I would you know Rayman would be nice, but I don't think we're I, no, that I, I think is yeah. done for yeah I don't think so either. Now before we wrap up this uh, pre E three special micro edition of the generic video game podcast, before we wrap up with Sony, uh, there's one more little thing I want to discuss. But before that, it's always ever important to plug ourselves. So listeners, once again, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. All the clicks and downloads. Don't forget to check us out as well as all of our classic episodes amongst many other podcasts at radio.morningproject.com. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Search for Morning Radio. Find myself on Twitter at 24BitAJE. That's with the number two and the number four. My one and only co-host Molly at Molly Penn. M-O-L-L-I-P-E-N. Molly's work feed. That's at Suddenly. Molly, just like it sounds, Molly, once again spelled M-O-L-L-I-E. You can find the official Twitter of EGM. That's at EGM now. Uh, Also find the main feed of the Morning Radio, home of podcasts, on Twitter at Morn Radio, M-O-R-N-R-A-D-I-O. And lastly, don't forget sporadic updates on Molly's YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Molly Patterson. So once again, thank you for listening. Radio.morningproject.com, where we will be back probably a couple weeks uh, or sooner. Follow me on Twitter if you want to just nothing but spamming of photos of Mercy from Overwatch. I was going to say Overwatch. That's all you want for now. It used to be all Street Fighter, now just all Mercy (laughs) and maybe some Farah from Overwatch. That's all it is. Uh, Maybe a character from Overwatch will make it into SF5 DLC. (laughs) That would be interesting. But uh, so before we wrap up, once again on Sony, uh, what's your take on Nintendo? You know, I always say that certain video game companies or gaming in general should go to bed for six months or a year uh, just to appease me so I can catch up on some of my backlog and, and just let things simmer and reassess. Now, the funny thing here is that Nintendo has opted out of its recent trend of digital events to instead do a full day of Nintendo's Treehouse. And primarily, from what I know, the only thing they're really going to showcase is an extended demo of the new Zelda. Now, on one end, I'm like, what, uh, you know, are they just crazy? Are they going backwards once again? They're not even doing a Nintendo Direct. I mean, are they out of their minds? But at the same time, do I give them credit for just kind of doing what I've preached and kind of simmer down, watch the lay of the land again, show things when they're ready, and just focus on something that they can't really backpedal on, showcase what should be a AAA piece of software, and just take it from there? I just... It's just sad. I don't know. It's just sad. And I know people think I hate Nintendo, and I don't. Um, I'm not a huge Nintendo fan, but I don't hate them. I have a lot of respect for them. But it's just like... Isn't this like so sad that... that they're going to have a game. They have a game at E3. And I don't <laughs> care what that game is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know what? Zelda's okay. But to me, Zelda was better back in the 2D days. Like, I have right. not liked 3D Zelda. That is, like, just... They have... This is the big show. Like, if you are a Wii U owner, like, how do you feel right now? Knowing that, like, Nintendo is showing you nothing for the rest of the year at the biggest gaming event there is I, i'm gonna be kind of devil's advocate here and i apologize my screen keeps blacking out because of my stupid uh, timer so here's the deal we know the wii u is essentially dead i mean i'm not even going to sugarcoat it wii u is essentially dead and we're all waiting for the next turnover with nintendo and what they've got going on but this is what i can't even figure out for nintendo this wouldn't cost an extra money 
even though these games aren't going to move much. You mean to tell me at E3, okay, you got Zelda. A mere two weeks after that, you've got Fire Emblem, <clears throat> Fire Emblem Cross SMT coming out. Uh, you have the Paper Mario Color Splash coming the end of the year. Now, once again, this isn't going to set the world afire, but at least for your current users, which is in the millions, <clears throat> I mean, you won't even just set up a couple of kiosks or something just to show that off for E3. Uh, and what I feel is the most perplexing for their 3D, well, two things. For, first off, this is about 3DS. They're not showing any software for 3DS, even though we know they've got a good amount of stuff coming out. Uh, and then, furthermore, they've already officially announced Pokemon Sun and Moon. And I know you're not a Pokemon fan. No. But you're not going to show Pokemon Sun and Moon, their 20th anniversary yeah, year. Weird. You're not showing that around E3? Are you crazy? I just, I, I feel like, I mean, part of me knows why Nintendo does this. Because they just want to control. They're very Apple-like. They want to control everything on their own timing and stuff. But there's still something, I mean, I don't care, you know, for, for your gaming, for your core gaming fans, we still care about E3. And I don't I don't care if you announced, like, one of the games I was waiting for was Styles Happy 3, and they announced that a few weeks back, mm-hmm. you know. So they announced, that's fine. But in my heart, I would rather have had that announced at E3. Because E3 is like our Christmas in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. That's when we want the gift of, like, announcements and, and exciting things to come out. And they could have just held off some things and at E3 be like, all right, here's this and here's that and here's this, you know? Um, and, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they were doing press conferences and they stopped doing that. And now they're just, like, stopping to bring games to, to the show. And why not... Like, why not let Wii U owners download that demo? Yeah, give them a throw a bone somewhere. Like, I don't get that. Like, why not? I mean, because Nintendo, like, loves doing those, like, timed demos. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb as all hell. Yeah, it's like, yes. you can play it five times and it's dead. Yeah, so, like so dumb. Yeah, but, like, why not just at least do that to then have some real excitement for people at home? Because... If you're somebody who's just a Nintendo fan and you're sitting at home, you're not going to E3, which is 99.9% of their fans. <laughs> what is exciting about this? I mean, you feel like if you're a sole Nintendo owner, unless you may, you know, 3DS, I, I always go to bat for 3DS. But you're right. If you're a Nintendo owner and particularly a Wii U only owner, you just have to feel like shit. At it come E3, it's like you see all this boom, bang, hoopla. Everyone else is moving and shaking, already looking at semi-hardware upgrades, and you're just sitting there. And Nintendo won't even throw you the decency or courtesy of a demo, or at least show the other two games that are coming out on the damn system this year. I, it's 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 a disgrace. They're literally saying to their fans, "Hey, we've got we're showing one game at this show. We're making no announcements, and people who aren't you are getting to play it." Like that's what they're saying. Like, like that's their E three. It's just, it's just sad and frustrating. I don't know. I, I, I'll say this for the millionth time at this at this rate. If you're not going to try and and they're not, you know, putting that effort in, either milk the three DS a bit more. I don't think the system has to die right, you know, soon. Maybe do another handheld successor to it, and then for all your main stuff, just go third party. I mean, now. We've said it for years, but Nintendo's been you know they've still been able to profit and be in the black and have a lot of cash as a company. But at this point in time, like how many more gimmies or mistakes can they make? You don't want to do it with the big boys anymore. You know what? You can still make a truckload of money 
putting your ace franchises everywhere. And you know what? You can still get a chunk of that handheld market and profit if you don't want to completely get out. Or maybe even go third party for a decade. And then when you feel the time is right or if other companies are thrown in the towel, come back. Hmm. I mean, that's my opinion. It's like, why are you going to shoot yourself in the foot? And the rumor I didn't like was that allegedly uh, Nintendo has gone on record saying their successors coming out like spring of 2017. Mm-hmm. Now the rumor was that some are saying they may bump that six months because they want to implement some sort of VR-type aspect to their next console. Yeah, that's one of the rumors. And Big mistake. I, uh, if, if true, I'm not saying it's true. If that's true, that's horrible. Big mistake. I'm ready. So I'm rap- ready for VR to die already. I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> I'm already sick of it. I the only thing I can say I'm not the VR expert, but I did watch a couple unboxings and full reviews on YouTube recently. I dare say for the HTC Vive, the reviews were rather positive. Uh, it seemed like a complete uh, piece of hardware and equipment. Some people online have compared it to saying that if you were someone that enjoyed like the Wii type experience, or uh, I can't even remember the Xbox. Uh, uh, it just spaced it, and I talked about it earlier. The, oh, the, uh, HoloLens. Uh, mo- no, the motion, the the connect? piece of crap. Yeah, connect. Connect. If you're someone, they're saying it's obviously far more advanced than those and superior. But they're saying if you enjoyed that type of gaming experience for that moment in time for a few years before either a hardware upgrade or moved on, if you're someone willing to to do that and you want something new, it it got a positive review. So, hmm. uh, you know, I won't bury VR. I have bad eyes. People that know me, I you know, I I wear thick glasses. Uh, I don't like watching 3D movies due to the uneasiness it causes wearing those over my glasses. So I don't want to be unfair and dog the product because I'm not really gung-ho on it because of the way my eyes are. Mm -hmm. But I'm not losing sleep over VR. I can't use it because it it makes me sick. Like, all of it makes me sick. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. like I mean, not not like mentally sick. Right. Like physically sick. Wow. Yep. Well, this brings us to the last dance for this evening. Uh, Sony going uh, last once again, June 13th, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. Um, what did the, like, okay, I mean, in in terms of people who like us, who are like the more hardcore gamers, mm-hmm. how, what do you do after last year? That I was just like, going to say, that was the first do? question. How do you top the last couple years? What do you do? I, I mean, mean, last year we had FF7, Shenmue 3, um, and you know, Last, last Guardian. Guardian. Yep. Like how I, – I don't I, – I feel so bad for that because I don't know what you do after that. Like like what what crazy – I mean, I guess one of the big things was Crash, but now it's – like, I was going to say, now while you and I could care yeah, less hate, about God, this. I hate Crash. I hate Crash. I would say – I'd maybe start with Crash and lead up to bigger stuff. I think I think putting Crash first will get him a pop. But I mean, now the rumor is that it's like they're adding Crash to Skylanders. Oh god, might that might be the big Crash thing? Well, uh, what about this? Because they claim this year it's got to happen. The deadline. I'm thinking more on the Last Guardian. Uh, yeah, I mean they, they, they could they could show. I could they could give a full date. Because I don't think we ever got like, an actual solid release date. They could show more of the game and then a release date and everything. Right. Um, I would say, you know, 
PS1 games on PS4? Do you think that can happen? Uh, you know what? The only way I would get excited about that is if that stuff connected to my account and I could download some stuff. Like, oh, no, I, I would expect. My... No, no, no. PS1, absolutely. They're not going to do the Whoa. PS2 thing. <laughs> but, like, I just, like, give credit to Microsoft. Their backward yeah. compatibility thing has been amazing so far. Yep. And give them a, th- yep. For, for PS, it's so funny. I still remember, I still remember reading in Next Generation Magazine before the PS1 came out that somebody from Sony said the PS2 would be backward compatible with the PS1 and the PS3 would back, be backward compatible with the PS2 and the PS1. And I was so excited for that. But of course, that was like just like, marketing bs at that point i'm sure but it actually kind of happened so you know sony's been one of the big consoles and companies in terms like backward compatibility right it's so funny that the xbox one is just doing it so much better than the ps4 right now for this generation yeah Yeah. i mean i'm still a bit salty and i understand why when they took the uh emotion engine out of the ps3s yep i i I wish they would have kept that in but uh, nonetheless, something that we didn't mention, and this could be multi-platform, not just Sony-specific, but I think a major title that deserves mentioning that could be a surprise for someone, maybe a timed exclusive somewhere, Red Dead 2. I, I want – no, no. Because – What do you mean no? Rockstar never shows at E3. Oh, come on. They don't. I want you after this podcast, find me the, <laughs> find me the last Rockstar announcement that was at E3. Uh, well, I don't want to be a D. What about Agent? That wasn't like a major Rockstar <laughs> franchise. I had to dig deep. Yeah. I had to dig deep on that. But I know what you mean, but you, you don't think there's... Okay, how about that? Okay, wait, wait. Back back up. And this would probably be Sony, because I think they did announce their partnership with Sony. Do you think, in traditional E3 fashion, while it will not be from Konami, do you think Hideo Kojima will hold true to his history and show some sort of a crazy trailer for his new effort? I. It's interesting. So I was watching. Um, like, what are the guys from that used to be at Game Trailers, like Brooks Huber and uh, Kyle Bossman? They had their kind of betting thing, and they seemed to all agree that Kojima was going to show up. I don't know that I would bet on that. I feel like Kojima might not be there. Because oh. I think, I mean, isn't it too early? Well, you know him. He could whip something together and make it look real good. For, you know, it doesn't mean the game's coming out for a couple of years. It, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would have to, like, the problem, no, no, no it's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen because I cannot think of a time when Kojima showed a CG-only trailer. Well, I didn't mean it was going to be CG-only. But only. no, but I mean, there's no way they can have gameplay at this point. And even even like even as early as the version of Metal Gear Rising that then died was right there there was still game there. I cannot imagine that there is much of any game there yet. I, I'm I, never going. I'm never going to see Rising Two. Am I? I think. I think Who the hell? I think Platinum's too busy. Mm. And I think could you, I mean Konami's too not caring. <laughs> Do you think if the opportunity were there, and I know money talks hypothetically, do you think Platinum would even accept the task of doing a Rising 2 if Konami approached them? Oh, yeah. I mean, Rising 2 is a different kind of thing. Like, I, I think that's I think that's far enough outside of the Metal Gear. Like, I mean, I think asking who would go on, on to make a new Metal Gear 
solid game. Right. That's a gigantic question mark. I right. think would Platinum do the Rising? Yeah, I think they're doing the Rising. Because hmm. I, I don't think, I don't think, um, as I have hiccups, I don't think Kojima <laughs> would have like, uh, you know, that wouldn't be a personal, personal slight to him. Yeah, he wouldn't have qualms with that, and vice versa. Yeah. Like, whereas, just, like, yeah. I mean, what what poor company or team, I should say? Oh my god, my hiccups. Um, what what team would want to step in those shoes of his and continue Metal Gear Rising or Metal Gear Solid? Right. Right. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, speaking of Sony and exclusive uh, published by Square, uh, you interested in seeing more of Near? I am. I'm really curious. Like, I, it's. I think I think I was talking to you about this recently in text. Is it's the the low tier, high tier platinum problem? Ah, uh, yes. There's A team, B team. Yeah, is is like we've had a lot of low tier platinum recently. Yeah, I, I will say over the course of the last decade, and I know I'm always kissing their butt. You know, I dare say their track record's been pretty clean. Uh, while I haven't played it firsthand, but I've watched much YouTube video. The first platinum game for me not to buy at launch, and the one that's been kind of getting panned. Uh, there's a first time for everything. The new TMNT. Well, I mean, uh, Cora, Cora didn't do too great either. Okay, and I, okay for I didn't. Okay, I don't own that. And I either. think I, I think Cora. Transformers was okay. Yeah, Transformers was solid. Yeah, yeah, was, but not like super great. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I think uh, you know, because A Team right now would be that and Scalebound, and I. I just have no excitement for Scalebound yet because we don't know anything about it. Right? Do you think? Uh, do you think Hideki Kamiya does any work on that game, or he's just on Twitter still? <laughs> I don't know how that guy does anything. <laughs> I lo- I love that guy. I, I love no his Twitter idea. though because I wish I could talk to all the people I work with, and uh, I just wish I could talk to them like that and people on. No, like but... I mean, it's it's funny because you also, I mean, uh, Notch got in trouble recently for some of the things he's been saying on Twitter. Who did Notch? The guy who made Minecraft. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, his his situation is different because he has, what, like $4 billion? <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah, it has to be nice where you can just, like, you have that not yeah. care money. Right. Hmm. I like, I said, like, Sony's is, is weird because I, I mean, they're pretty good about, like, not having things that you're expecting. I mean, I, I expect I expect God of War 4. Oh. Uh, and you know what? And I like, you know what? I. I did complete God of War three. I got to tell you, it was it was really good. But I mean, I go eh. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Norse mythology this time around. Oh, that's mm. yeah. So that, I think that can be interesting. Yeah, that'll spice it up. I don't really care about God of War, but I, I, I yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll give that a crack. I think Sony does good enough a job of spacing their games out. And that's, I think, right. the problem that Microsoft has is we get new Halos too often. We get new <laughs> Gears too often. You know, we get know, yeah. because we get new Forza because they don't have much else. And I think Sony is really good about, okay, put this game away let it let it sit back for a few years and then we'll come to it. You know, they, they, could, they could let Naughty Dog do a Last of Us and then go back to Uncharted. You know, whereas right. if this was if this was Microsoft, I feel like we'd be on like an Uncharted five or six already. Oh yeah, we'd be on Last of Us four. Yeah. Do you, you're not in the mood for another Blinks, the Time Sweeper, or Voodoo Vince? <laughs> poor, poor them! Like trying to find their <laughs> mascot character back in the day. Or what was a uh, uh, cameo? 
Yeah, cameo elements of power. Yeah. Another DH. Uh, they favorite. had they had uh, Conquer and they killed him. Oh, what was Battle, the one? Battletoads. Oh, it's Battletoads is going to uh, be at Microsoft. It has to be. Wait, say that again, please. A new Battletoads game. Says who? I, I think it's coming. That rumor's been around for a while. I was expecting that last year. Yeah. You think it might happen? I I think the inclusion in um, Kill Instinct uh, yeah. was kind of the the tease. Uh. Uh-huh. What, uh, what about digging up old bones? What was that old one on the original Xbox? Was it Malice? Yes. <laughs> I think that was going to be a Dreamcast game originally. Yes, it was going to be Dreamcast originally. Wow. A br- brute mm. Force they had on, on Ooh, Xbox. that was one of the... Ooh. Um, Ooh, that's a, that's a rough one. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that, you remember when they were catapulting that, the rocket booster up that game's backside to be like the next <clears throat> yep. uh, equivalent to like a Halo franchise? Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of, that's uh, rough. So yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't know what all the expected Sony, but I think it's going to be, it's, it just gets that it can't, it can't move to last year. D- do you think so? Okay, now this is interesting because Final Fantasy fifteen comes out in cu- a couple months, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Does Square kind of play it safe and show a bit more FF fifteen because that's the big boy coming out in a couple months, or do you think a another FF seven teaser comes out? <sighs> I guess. I mean, the question with FF seven is: Have they actually got anything done in the last year? Right, because you they've know. got to wrap up on Polish 15, and now they've just announced the uh, upgrade of 12. I think a bigger question would be, do we see any Shenmue? Well, you know, I'm, I, that, is, that is the only video game I've actually kickstarted, and I do get regular updates via email, which is funny because as soon as I get the email update, it leaks out online and you see it on all the sites. But, you know, I do get the updates on that. I'd say at least once a month, maybe twice a month. And I got to tell you, the shots and some of the stuff I've seen for it, for a Kickstarter game and all of the the trouble we've seen elsewhere, you know, it doesn't look bad. Have you seen anything on it lately? Um, no, no. I think I might have seen a screenshot recently of like yeah. a work in progress, but I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's not uh, it's not bad. Speaking of work in progress, is just the other day there was an update on uh, Bloodstained. Yeah, ritual of I the did night. See that. That's that's one of the few games I kickstarted. Yeah. So I, hey, at least they've got the cojones to show it off and give regular updates and you know kind of. I not have leave I have faith in that game. Like the thing about yeah. um, that versus another game we won't get into is that Ega. Like I always feel like he was way more involved in the development of the game and stuff. Right, you know, and I think I I feel like he was actually somebody who really cared about playing his own games and playing other games like that. So, I I trust him because he always just seemed like so passionate about it, you know. Right, and he seemed like the guy who like if he had to get down there and just make the game himself, he would have. <laughs> right. So I I trust him a lot to make sure that game is going to be good. This is very random, out of left field, multi-platform, and I know you don't really, don't care. But do you think we're finally going to get a date for Tekken Seven at home? I think we will. Yeah, I think that'll that's, be nice. That's very like, I think that's very likely. Do you think we'll ever see another Ridge Racer? <sighs> I don't think the market really needs it right now. It's all about timing. But it would be interesting if Namco gave that another crack. I would love him to, but I, yeah, I. 
I just fear. Okay, I fear that if they did, like, would it come back as like a free to play game? Oh God. Where like you have to win, like you have to pay or win credits, like to race, right? Or to get cars or anything, and I just, I don't do, know. Do you, we should do an over under? Do you how much of a chunk of the Sony's presser, if any, do you feel will be dedicated to VR? Do you think under twenty minutes or over twenty? I think the good part is like it's VR is really hard to show, so I don't think they can give over twenty minutes. So definitely under. Like I, I think mm. it's just it's too hard a demo without it looking dumb. What was the year? Uh, you have a good memory. What was that one where there was a momentum in the conference? And I can't remember if it was Sony or Microsoft. I think it was Sony. It was like that Fable book or the Tales or the uh, interactive uh, Wonder Book. Wow! Yes, Don't you? Do you Sony, me- oh, that was that was amazing because that was that probably was like twenty minute chunk they spent just on that dumb book. That- How long ago was that? That was uh, 2012. I wow. Say. Okay, that was probably right before like that the turnaround E3. I'm assuming because I think that was when E3 the conferences for a couple years in a row, and I was just like, oh my god, it kept getting worse every year. And then that 2013 one, which we still talk about, is the one that kind of turned it back around. Yeah, yeah. So that was a just amazing thing because that was such a weird product that just completely came and went right wonderful i th- digging up old bones one that uh both neil and i felt was a genius idea and could have made a lot of money but we just think it was hand- just handled wrong um do you remember early in the playstation three days with the camera the card base the physical card game i uh, which- uh, have judgment yeah, we felt they dropped the ball on that. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that was a really interesting idea. Um, I just think I, I mean, as as you know, you would know too, going back through consoles, like <clears throat> peripherals are so hard, right? So hard. Like, I think one of the few I can think of that was actually successful, and it's weird to think of it now, but like the Dual Shock was technically a peripheral. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because that yep. one made it, and a couple others made it, but. Like, I mean, Connect kind of made it, you know, but for the most part, like, it's just, it's like that you had, you had to have so many things to play that game. And I think at that point, like, it was hard to convince people that all the effort you had to go through was, had a good enough payoff. Yeah. And speaking of that real quick, when I saw the, as you reminded me, I have judgment coming out. I thought at that point I said, okay, Square's arcade only Lord of... Uh, Vermilion would yeah. finally come home, but that never did. But, um, well, it's going to be interesting to see as we wrap this up now, clocking in at just about 70 minutes of this micro GVGP on E3 Eve. As we close out, uh, so you're obviously going to be a part of E3 and your festivities will get going uh, tomorrow. Is that right? No, I'm, I'm okay for tomorrow. But, um, yeah, Sunday, everything kicks off for me. Now, sun, Sunday through Thursday, I will be packed. Uh, well, I want to wish you the best of luck. I wish I could be with you down there at E3 once again. My days of E3 were 99 to 04. Haven't been there in about a decade. I do need to make that trek down there again. But like 99 was interesting because that was like really when the Dreamcast was starting to be shown off. 
right. and starting to kick into gear. And I mean, that was that was a crazy time because I, I remember I remember being in a packed Sega booth. Was that their containment unit that year, so you don't get cooties from PlayStation? Oh my god, I remember that. I don't know if it was yeah. this, this year, but that, this was they had like an actual like they had a ooh la la that was up. On that was balcony. up on the stage. I think that might have been in two thousand, yeah. maybe. And yeah. I remember. Oh my god, I remember when like they had the. Oh no! Wait, was this was this E three? Okay, I'm getting confused now because yes, E three they had like the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they actually had a ring. In part of the convention center, they had people wrestling in it. Well, they did a few things at E3, and I know you got to see New Japan. I think at TGS. That was uh, what was but e- uh, B- Bushi Road. What was yeah. That? yeah, so that was that was recent. Yeah, so you got to see modern day stuff. But yeah, back in the day at E3, I saw everything from literally WCW to even ECW and the defunct FMW all at E3. I met at E3. I met um, uh, Dre Lawler. Dusty Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes, and a few other people. Oh, that must have been more later 2000s, huh? Yeah. And then I guess I go, wow. one year I met um, uh, Paul Heyman. Oh, wow. Which was really cool. Wow. Yeah. For WWE 2K stuff? Yeah. Wow. It was the year, huh. it was the year, it was the event that got JR fired. Oh, it was a couple of years. Oh, no kidding. It huh? was a WWE 2K event where, like, Ric Flair was, like, drunk. I think, I think that was September of 13. Yeah, so it wasn't technically E3, but it was, like, a, a special event. But, yeah, yeah, I was at that event, and, and it was tough because it was hard to get to meet more than one person. But I know, like, Austin was there, and Daniel – this was Daniel Bryan before he was, like, super, super big, I think, was there. Wow. Um, but, yeah, Paul was the one I wanted to talk to. That's crazy. Well, I want to wish you the best of luck and have fun uh, for myself and all of the GVGP fans. And I'm sure I'll be interacting with you on Twitter, checking out photos, watching all of the live streams. I'll be there in spirit. Uh, I hope you have fun. Uh, Have an $8 drink on me from the show floor. And uh, we'll be back sooner than later with uh, GVGP. I dare say we'll be coming up on episode 17 as this is the micro episode of 16. So... Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time this weekend. I know you're super duper busy, so I always appreciate your time and your insight. Uh, It's always a pleasure to do this show. And uh, we'll leave fans with that. And we'll be back probably realistically within maybe 7 or 14 days. So until then, I hope you enjoy all the festivities. And we'll catch you soon.